Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. Today, you're going to meet a man who describes himself as the whitest Mexican you'll ever meet, or he guarantees your money back. His name is Mark Kid Corona. Mark's been a radio personality and actively on the air since 1992. He worked up and down the West Coast and eventually landed his dream job as a morning show host in Los Angeles. Then he got fired. We're going to hear that story today, and he's also going to share why he quit radio to host his awesome and funny podcast called The Mark Corona Podcast. He says if you're not amused, inspired, entertained, or educated by his podcast, then he hasn't done his job, and you can feel free to call him out on it. <laughs> I totally get that, Mark. You can get a lot more information about him on his website, markcorona.com, or on Twitter at Kid Corona, or on Facebook at the whitest Mexican. <laughs> Bienvenidos, Mark. <laughs> hola. <laughs> hola, hola. Bien, bien, y tú. <laughs> Muy bien, gracias. <laughs> bueno. Wow, I didn't know you knew that one Spanish. <laughs> awesome. I know, it's pretty amazing, right? I took like six years of it, and uh, but then never really had conversations. So, you know. Oh, gosh, that's what sucks about it. That's how you lose it. Totally. So I'm going to use you as, as my, my Mexican friend who I, I can practice it. with. <laughs> so welcome to the show. I am so pleased to have you here. You are like a radio legend to me. Oh, well, thank you. I'm a legend in my own head. <laughs> so thanks. Where does this kid come from? What's the kid all about? You know, it's funny, when I started my uh, radio career, I really wanted to go by my real name. I just graduated high school, and I wanted everybody to know that I was on the radio. And I guess the one thing you learn is when you get into broadcasting, uh, you know, it's all about ratings, whether it's television or it's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, radio or anything that requires, you know, the news or whatever requires ratings. They usually want you to have something that's different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. So something that stands out. So long story short, they, we got into a meeting and they started throwing names around and all of a sudden that name stuck. And I'll be honest, I hated it at the beginning. I was like, I don't want to be Kid Corona. My name is Mark. I want to be Mark on the radio. And, and I embrace And I'm a man, it. not yeah, a kid. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not a kid, right? Well, I was at the time, I guess I was 18. But oh, there I, you go. I, I embraced it and I thought, you know what? Maybe this will work. And, and to my surprise, it worked. I was the most popular honor personality from that radio station because everybody else was going by like, you know, John A and Hector C and things <laughs> right, like that. But right. somehow the program director thought I need to be different and, and it worked. I love it. Well, you know, and that also reminds me of Kid and Play. I love, oh man, Chris, I love Chris. He's a, good, he's a friend of mine. So yeah, good, good guy. Love See, him. you know all these cats. So yeah. I, I want to get into some of that. But first of all, sure. like, tell us your journey. Like, how did you even end up in broadcasting? Because I'm always curious about how people's paths unwind or unfold. You know, Michelle, um, as corny as it sounds, I'm going to say I, I had a dream. And that's what it was. I had a dream every day that I was in school. I never paid attention, never got good grades, almost didn't even graduate because all I dreamed about every day was becoming this radio DJ. Really? And I wanted to be on television. Yeah. I, I, listen, I would draw, literally draw in class 
a picture of what I saw myself as, and it'd be me in front of a microphone in a studio. And I would get in trouble. I love it. Teachers would be like, um, excuse me, are you doing the homework you're supposed to be doing? Uh, excuse me, Mark, what are you doing? I was always getting in trouble. And that's how it was. I mean, it just kind of started. It was, I think it was implanted in me from the very beginning. I used to listen to, to radio guys, morning shows, yeah. and, and how much fun they were having. And I loved the, the way their voices sounded. And it was just really, really awesome. Yeah. And that's what got me going. That's, that's, uh, it was just something that was already built into me. You know, that's amazing. Because most yeah. people don't know as a kid. Well, it's rare. Like, you know, the, the children of the world that know exactly what they want to be when they grow up. And you're one of them that you're like a little unicorn. I have to agree. I My daughter had that problem. And, and I always felt lucky when, and I never understood it, to be honest. Like, people would talk about that and they'd be like, I, I don't know what I want to be. I, I don't know where I want to go. I, I, I got to go to college for this, go to college for that. I don't know where I want to end up in life, you know. And I'm thinking, how do you not know? <laughs> I, I've known since I was like 10, 11 years old. How, how wow. do you not know? And I used to talk, uh, uh, you know, bad about people that didn't know what they were doing. I used to, I used to be very <laughs> negative towards that. But now, years later, I get it. And I'm like, how okay, could you I, not I know? I, yeah, I mean, I always knew. So I guess it's hard yeah. for me to understand how somebody doesn't know. But and well, and it's so it makes total sense that you manifested it, and then you know there you were, you landed at right. the top, right? So how did you get there? Did you go to broadcasting school, or did you just kind of like work your way up, you know, in Arizona, or what? I did not go to broadcasting school. In fact, it is uh, uh, frowned upon. You either have the talent or you don't, and that's what the industry says. It's not. Ooh, I like that actually. That's what that's what they say. You you're either good or you're not. You either have that natural ability, that natural talent, or you don't. We we can't teach you talent. We can teach you right. skills, but we can't teach you talent. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I had the natural uh, you know ability or the natural talent to be you know on air. Of course, it took a lot of work to refine it and and you know make it better and understand it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I got my first shot at a bilingual radio station in Tucson. And that's where I started. And, and, you know, another long story short, I, I hated it because I didn't want to do bilingual. I wanted to do English radio. <laughs> Little did I know that the, that the Latino thing was going right. to explode so that's much. That's like your theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah. So I dig it. So then you end up in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. big bad LA. Mm -hmm. What was the radio station? I uh, worked at a couple of them. Uh, the first one was a quick, uh, it was a quickie really. It was Kiss FM uh, 102.7. And the one where I ended up doing the morning show was, well, Latino. You, you were the predecessor of Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. <laughs> they always call me the Mexican Ryan Seacrest. It's hilarious. <laughs> you are. You sort of have that vibe. That is so funny. Yeah. So funny. And I, I kind of knew him way back in the day when he used to work at another radio station in L.A., um, I, I, I was coming back from LA to Palm Springs and I heard him on the radio. I literally called him. I, I mean, he was just Ryan, like nobody knew who he was. Right. And, and I called him and, and oh, no, I'm sorry. I sent them an email and uh, in the email I told them, I said, Hey, I was driving through LA, heard your show, loved it, stayed in contact. And then I just over the years, just never, you know, just, just kind of lost that contact. And one day I see this guy in American Idol and I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah. I'm like, I think that's the same guy that I used to email. And <laughs> <laughs> now he hates he, me though. <laughs> why? Uh, I did a stunt on the air when I was in LA. Somebody called the radio station thinking they were calling Kiss FM. So my producer immediately says, dude, be Ryan Seacrest. Do a good imitation. <laughs> it was an okay imitation. It wasn't that great, but the listener fell for it. So I went on the air and asked her if she thought I was gay. And so, you know, I gave the answer and <laughs> I'll let you play the clip. I won't tell you what I did, but I'll let you play the clip. Hi, Ryan. Hi, who's this? Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you? 
Good, how are you? I am doing great. Uh, we were just returning your call. Uh, Ellen got the uh, information, and we're returning your call. Wanted to talk to you. We're talking about, uh, well, let's be honest. There's a rumor going on. It's been going on for quite some time. Uh, people thinking that I'm a closet gay, and basically we want to know, what do you think? Oh, no. <laughs> No way. So you don't think I'm gay? No, I don't think you're gay. Let me ask you, Terry. Would you do me? Would I do you? Absolutely. Would you do me, Terry? I have to know. Would I do you? (laughs) Ellen, I think she's afraid to actually answer the question. Come on, be serious. (laughs) Would you do me, Terry? I have to know. Would I do you? Uh, He's single, Terry. He's single. I, I am single. I know. Not that there's a reason, but I am single. Terry, I think I love you. I know I love you. (laughs) I am not kidding you, but we have to confirm whether I am gay or not. And Terry says? No. Terry says I'm not gay. (laughs) Terry, I hate to inform you. I am about to make a very big announcement right here on KISS FM. I am going to tell everyone, including all American Idol fans... Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Ellen, Terry. I'm ready. I am gay. We knew that. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. Case FM in the morning. We'll be right back. Awesome. <laughs> well, no wonder why Ryan Seacrest hates you now. <laughs> yeah. So immediately after that, like he talked, uh, definitely talked negatively uh, about me. So I was like, well, that's burned that bridge. <laughs> so I guess you're not liking on his Instagram. Definitely not. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about some other uh, highlights that went down because I know I, you and I had a chat offline and you met some pretty awesome people during your time uh, yeah uh, Bill Clinton being one of them um, damn yeah great guy really 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 nice guy I really liked him a lot even though he gets blowjobs from his yeah, right? interns yeah. that's okay though I we'll just the guy. we'll ignore that part yeah <laughs> Um, one of the other people, uh, met Beyonce way earlier on, um, super, super sweetheart. Um, uh, Enrique Iglesias, one of my, one of my favorite people, one of the nicest people, um, I've ever met. Like, I think that guy's just a likable dude. Anyone who mm. meets him will be like, I love that guy. Mm. Yeah, good. Okay. Dude. Yeah, okay. Good friend. So. And Pitbull. Yeah. You know, we actually kind of got, uh, Pitbull, you know, started or, or maybe I should say enhanced, uh, from our radio station, and uh, and that's kind of how we started blowing up our our uh, broadcasting company. We started playing his songs on uh, other uh, radio properties that we had. So he kind of started blowing up from there, and then the guy just exploded. But another really cool dude, though. Like that guy is uh, he's down, and I like him. I love him. Yeah. And and I remember you were telling me he's like he didn't even have that look. Like he's all refined looking now with his suits and all of that. Just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens once you get Hollywood. You know, you have your, your stylist. <laughs> the stylists come artists, in. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody dresses you up. You so he was more like a hood rat back then. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't even say that. Like he was just a. I guess I, I identified with him because I kind of grew up in that style. So I guess he. I won't say a hood rat, maybe, but I'd say a homie. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think the 90s, they all had like, you know, the baggy clothes and like the hat on backwards or to the side, rather. Exactly. That was me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I was there. I can do the running man. (laughs) I can can do it. I can imagine that. And the Roger Rabbit man. (laughs) 
Oh, I never was able to do that. I can imagine you, Michelle, doing it. Oh, yeah, I rock it. I I put that on my website immediately. (laughs) All right, I'll send you a clip. (laughs) So so what was your most memorable experience? Like, if you can think of, like, one thing that happened during this period of time. Ooh, um, I've done so many things in radio, like to, to pick out one, the only one that's coming to my mind, and it's probably better than this, but the only one that's coming to my mind, I remember being hired at one radio station uh, and the program director was uh, a little uh, wacky on, the, on, a, on a positive way or on a positive side, but he thought it'd be a great idea since we had these uh, water balloon shooters, he thought it would be a great idea to shoot water balloons from the top of the building to the passing cars. <laughs> And we ran like hell when we thought we got caught. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was it was crazy, and I'll I'll never for, uh, forget that. But it was uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah. That's funny. You remember water balloons over Beyonce? I love it. <laughs> water balloons over Beyonce? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, so tell us how you got fired. What happened? Well, what you do, Mark? <laughs> right. In radio, they say you're not a real DJ if you haven't been fired. (laughs) Okay. I I guess it's true. Uh, I've been fired several times, but I've also quit probably more than I've been fired, to be quite honest. You know, I I wish I had a great story to say of why I got fired. I really don't. I mean, it's as simple as the economy went to crap in 2008 and everybody got let go. Yeah, Um, that's that's shitty. Yeah, I don't have a huge story to to engage you with. Yeah. Do you know ManCal? I know who he is. Okay. I met him like years ago and um, he also got fired. So I guess he's also considered real. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, see, yeah. he got fired with good stuff though. I think. Yeah. I think he was, was doing uh, something bad. Yeah. Well, he, one of them was, uh, I remember the Golden Gate Bridge where he stopped the traffic. <laughs> yeah. That was huge. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah Brat, total bratty behavior. Yep. yep. All right. So you've had this huge, illustrious radio career right and you still do radio now it's not like you've completely let it go right i i kind of do it you know i i haven't really told a whole lot of people but i actually quit it i actually quit radio a few months ago okay yeah when people ask what station are you on i just you know spew off you're like whatever. none <laughs> <laughs> none how do you say that in spanish ni madre's way i'm nowhere <laughs> nada All right. So let's talk about your transition into podcasting, because this is extremely interesting to me, because from my perspective, I feel like real radio people like you look down upon us bastardized children in the podcasting realm. So uh, tell us about this transition and why you did it. I'm glad you bring that up, actually. And you're absolutely right. We do. Um, when I was on the air, I remember not even knowing what a podcast was. I kind of heard the term, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't sure what it was. I just thought it was somebody in their, you know, in their little, you know, bedroom or in their bathroom. You know, <laughs> Most of it somebody. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or trying to be these radio people that they, yeah. that they will never be. Right. And, and that's how we, you know, looked at it. And once I got to know what, uh, podcasting was, I looked down on it even more and I thought, who the hell are you? <laughs> And what the hell are you trying to do? You know what? I've got a career over here that I fucking busted my ass yeah. for. And you're going to sit in your little bathroom and record some shit and think you're going to be famous? Totally. I don't think so. Well, and I feel the same way about music. Like, that's what happened over the years. Like, people used to battle their way to get to labels. And now people just, like, do all this shit when, you know, they have, like, all these social media tools. And it's, like, so much easier for them 
yep. pisses me off too. Well, that's that's the way I looked at podcasters. Mm-hmm. I just I thought that they were not even I, I wouldn't even consider them artists, you know, in a way. I thought they were just really ripping us off, uh, you know, in, at at every angle. Yeah, and and it used to anger me, like like who are these people? You know, like <laughs> we need to shut them down. Yeah. But let's talk about the transition. So the transition goes like this. So I'm I'm doing radio. And this is really why I started uh, the, the process of quitting. Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just not into this anymore. I realized, um, A, I didn't want to be in the whole corporate world. And even if it is, you know, a mom and pop's radio station, I didn't want to be told how I needed to sound on the radio. I didn't uh-huh. want to be uh, told how short and quick I had to be with, you know, my breaks. And I really didn't want to focus on music all that much because music hasn't been that great in the last, you know, 10 years. So I was already being turned off by that. I agree. And, and I hated going to meetings and I hated, um, I hated doing air check sessions, which is what in radio, it's when you meet with your program director, they listen to your last show that you did and then they just kind of critique it as to where you need to go, where you need to be, things like that. And, mm. you know, they're always the quote unquote experts, you know, and I guess they're supposed to be, but I hated sitting in those meetings. So finally, well, it's I like got the to, suits. It's like the yeah. suits telling you how to be an artist. Ex- exactly. So I finally got to a point where podcasting started coming into my head. And I'm thinking, wow, that shit I was talking about podcasters. And now <laughs> I want to do podcasting. <laughs> I, I realized. Join the I, savages. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I respect the podcasters because now I realized I'm like, wait a minute, you have control of your own show. Yeah. You interview whoever you want to interview. You can be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you want to cuss because you felt like it on, on, on something that made sense, you don't have to worry about it. And you can just be your own person. Now, sure, the downside is making money on it. It's like, ah, oh, shit, you know, I right. wish I could get paid for this. But, you know, there's a lot of ways, you know, to, to make money with podcasting as, as I'm learning right now. But mm-hmm. the core is, I felt, you know, this is a great way for me to kind of let my creative outlet uh, really shine and be who I want to be, create the things I want to create, and nobody's telling me how to do it. And if I have to suffer through, um, uh, you know, not receiving that financial income that I was getting before, that's mm-hmm. okay. It's, well, it's you can get there. You can absolutely sure. get there. Because, like, I mean, especially you because you're a personality already. Um, like, Mark, the Mark Marins of the world, right? They're killing it. They've yes. monetized the shit out of their their shows. I called Midroll, who's right. the the company that reps uh, Mark Maron's podcast, right. and I said, "Hey, I'm just wondering, how much would it cost me to buy an ad on Mark's show?" And they were like, "Well, for like a 10 second pre roll, ten thousand dollars." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw all of their rates. I went there too and saw yeah. uh, for a lot of these guys. I'm like. Wow, that's yeah. for an ad? Holy yeah, so crap. you can, you can get there. But I the agree. majority of podcasters are having trouble monetizing. But you're right. The flip side is that you get this like joy out of doing whatever you want to do. It's like totally the wild, wild west. Like it's just open road. I have to agree. And you know, when, when it comes to, to you know, making money, one thing I've learned about, you know, podcasting in, it, you know, we all, and at least me, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I assume that the very beginning that you have to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners, you know, like the Mark Marins and, you know, mm. Alan Corollas and things like that to make mm-hmm. real money. I came to realize you really don't. No. If you have a small audience of even a thousand people listening who are dedicated to your show, downloaded every week and are interacting with you, you don't need any more than that. Right. You literally have a business. Totally. And that's the one thing I learned. Which is awesome. Cool. All right. So tell us about your podcast, the Mark Corona podcast. What is it? 
So the show, I just revamped it uh, recently. I had a, a, an epiphany and I'm like, you know, I, I want to do something that's a little more meaningful. I want to do something that I can hear about people. And since I'm a people person, I'm, I'm an interactive person. I love to be in the public eye. I love to, uh, you know, when I'm doing a bar appearance, I love to, to talk to people. I'm doing a concert, you know, whatever it is. I love and to you be around are people. a people person. Yeah. 100%. I love to hear about you, your life, what you've done, your accomplishments. Just like I like to talk about mine, I also like to you know, hear about others. And that's where it came to me. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do a show that's actually about you. The show is not about me. I'm just a guy who hosts it, and that's it. But I want to know your story. And that's what my concept is. It's called Tell Me Your Story. Not the name of the podcast, but the concept is Tell Me Your Story. Whether it's mm -hmm. something funny, something that you did that was uh, creative, maybe it was inspirational, maybe you're an artist who's trying to break through, or you're a comedian who's trying to, you know, get get you know that that small moment of time to expand to a, you know a new audience, or I don't know, maybe you have a sickness or something you're going through, something that that's tough right now that you can inspire someone else mm -hmm. who's going through the same thing, or maybe you overcame it. And you can help somebody else. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the, the push for me. It's like, how can I use my podcast to, to highlight other people, but at the same time, help someone else? And I that's when that. I came up with my, my show. And it's called uh, The Mark Corona Podcast. This is your show. Tell me your story. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, I really, really, really relate to that because a lot of the, the shows that I do, I mean, here you are on my show telling your story, inspiring mm -hmm. people about, you know, if they've been in radio or if they want to get into radio, the differences between radio and podcasting, how to, you know, scratch your way through the business, like all of this kind of fun stuff. So welcome to our crew. Of crazy podcasters. <laughs> Thank you. Here I am, part of the podcasting world now, and now I'm an that you hated. Yeah, that you exactly. hated. Yeah. <laughs> and now here I'm an advocate. <laughs> well, I'm like you. I always end up doing shit I say I'll never do. You know, I said I'd never be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you not really blonde? <laughs> no, no. But I love that you think that I am. <laughs> I thought you well. Well, I mean, I. I I don't know you that long. You know, There's a brunette in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I'm actually like I can say intelligent things. Oh, I'm just that's kidding. Hilarious. I'm just that's kidding. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, so tell us about some episodes that you've got coming up. Any any notable guests who we should watch out for? Not at the moment, since I'm literally just starting. My 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 most notable guests are going to be you. Uh, yeah. Our, our mutual friend Julio. I'm yeah. going to be interviewing one of my friends who started up. Uh, uh, a restaurant and I was there with him when he started from the very beginning in the corner of this little bar mm. tacos and now he's got you know a full-on restaurant full-service restaurant oh cool I, he went through some struggles and through some 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 crap and I found it you know to be interesting but yeah. uh but other than that um I think one of the 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 episodes that I do have now that I recorded not knowing by the way that I was going to go in this direction because I recorded this episode about a month or maybe two months ago mm -hmm. but there's one episode on there now called the 2540 project and the short version is here's a guy uh who's very inspirational who literally was living out of his vehicle and it was that moment that sparked him to start the current idea that he's doing which is the 2540 project which hopefully at one point will go nationwide but something you can listen to um on my podcast one of the ones that's actually on yeah. the very first uh, uh i'm a subscriber i'm there yes and so. 
Now, are you going to do any stunts? Are you going to include any of that again? Um, because I know you did that whole big, which you should share that story, by the way, about tattoo your toddler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am. I think that's, that's what I'm going to kind of bring into the mix. That's where the funnies, you know, will be aside from the inspirational stories and, you know, the, the, the struggles and things like that. There's also going to be the funny stuff, you know, the stuff I've done on radio. You've got to keep that in there, Mark. Of course, you know, it's part, it's part of the of the entertainment package, you know. It's, For it's, sure. It's what it's all about. But yeah, the, the, the baby tattoo. And yes, I am I am planning on doing some like bar stunts that I think would be hilarious to do on the show. Um, I wouldn't want to give it away here because I, I think it would just literally give it away. Okay. Um, but if I can give you the title of it, and then kind of leave you and your listeners wondering what the hell is that going to be about. I think it'll be a little bit uh, engaging, but it's Tattoo called- Tattoo your toddler. Well, no, that's one, but the one that's coming up that I'm going to be doing, it's called the longest dick contest. <laughs> You're just going to have to listen. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> My brain's already going in a couple different places. <laughs> You're just going to have to listen. <laughs> So yes, is we're it arm span? Is it arm span on men named Dick? We, we, we'll have you'll have to see. Okay. You'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> or listen in this case. I love that stuff. All right, who's your dream guest? Uh, you know, I don't have one because I pretty much uh, got to interview them years ago. Really? So, um, Who? The uh, Latino group, uh, Mexican actually, Mexican group Mana. Oh wow. Yeah, you know Mana. I know about Mana. Oh, that's awesome. Well, they're yeah. my all, favorite all like ever, you know, group. Really? Um, when I was in high school, my cousin's husband used to be their promoter way back before they were anybody. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're nobody, you're not interested in going to see a nobody, right? Right. So my cousin used to tell me all the time, dude, you know, come look, you know, come check out this group. You know, their name is Mana, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, who the hell are they? Like, eh, not interested. All of a sudden, they blew up. So I, I told them that story and, uh, and I got to interview them. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was that was like the biggest one. The, the only you know, other one would have been Michael Jackson, but oh god, yeah, of course. Yeah. Although he would have been tough to interview because he was just like very like minimal in his responses to things. You know, he this was always great. like very reserved. Yeah, that's right. You're right yeah. about that. Um, so I listened to Menudo growing up. Really? <laughs> I eat Menudo. <laughs> you what? You hate them? I eat Menudo. <laughs> So I love Menudo. No, I love the I love the group and I love Menudo. <laughs> they were all over those teeny bopper magazines yes. and I was like obsessed with them. Yes. I can't remember which one, if it was Juan or or I don't know who which, which one. Wasn't uh, Ricky Martin? And, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they had a TV show too. And so there was like all this stuff in the 80s and I was just like obsessed with them. I just thought they were all so gorgeous. <laughs> so I went on this like mad hunt for like, you know, guys from Latin cultures. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Michelle, I am impressed with you. The fact that you know you? Mana and you know Menudo, Menudo. Like, you are my, my, my favorite person is at this point. <laughs> hey, we're children of the 90s. Well, we're, True. yeah. 80s and we, 90s. 80s and 90s, yeah, yeah. So we get it. We get each other. Yep. And if I bring up the, the whole idea of a Rubik's Cube with you, you actually know what that is. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, how refreshing. Can, can, I, can I give you like a quick story about that? Yeah. All right, my, my uncle had a Rubik's Cube, and I was a kid, and I started playing with it, and I couldn't put it back together, and I was super scared of him. He was one of those people, like, he knows you touched his stuff, and you're going to get your ass whooped. <laughs> so I was so scared of getting my ass kicked that I took all the little stickers off and realigned them <laughs> to look like I never touched a Rubik's Cube. That's 
That's hilarious. I have that Rubik's Cube in my possession today. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like you solved it. Oh, like totally. You solved the puzzle. <laughs> I never moved it again. <laughs> I was never able to solve that damn thing. Same, same here. It drove me up a wall. Same here. Oh, God. It's going to make a comeback. I feel it. I think so. All the high tops are back. All the 90s stuff. All of it. There's a kid that I met who I met recently. Um, he's actually in this musical I'm in. And he's like, I don't know, 12. And he knows the song Pony by Genuine. What? And, I, and he's like singing it. I'm like, how do you know that song? And he's that like, wasn't even like a huge song. <laughs> well, I, I, the kids of today are really into 90s music. True. It's making this huge resurgence. So I don't know. True. My it's, daughter is, is 20 and she's a big Saved by the, uh, yeah, Saved by the Bell fan. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to have some intro music of you rapping? Because didn't you have like a little rap moment in your career too? Uh, I wanted to be a rapper at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> the only rap I ever did was Vanilla Ice. And people in my in my school, uh, anybody I went to school with, they know me as Vanilla Ice. If you say, yeah, Mark Corona, <laughs> you don't know me. You say Vanilla Ice and everybody knows you're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I rapped that in front of the whole school. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So before we go, do you have any like, I don't know, words of wisdom or final thoughts for people out there listening who, I don't know, maybe they're interested in getting into broadcasting or radio versus podcasting. I don't know. Just any thoughts, any tidbits you want to share with peeps? Uh, don't go for broadcasting. You're not going to make a lot of money because, uh, you know, I think we all I, I think we've all made our money that we're going to make and there's no more to be made. Mm -hmm. Um if you want and radio's changed so much. It's all it automated. Radio is nothing but a big automation, and that's all it is. And they're always trying to cut costs and find the cheapest talent possible. And you're yeah. not going to have a big, you know, fulfilled career in radio. So, no, definitely don't go for radio. I think it's not a, a, a good deal anymore. Uh, if you are thinking about doing podcasting or any kind of broadcasting, I would definitely go for either YouTube uh, or podcasting. And more than anything, don't be an asshole. That's my biggest <laughs> oh, piece of advice. I like that piece of advice. Anything behind that? You know, I think a lot of people that we, you know, tend to reach out to um, think that they're, that, you know, they're too big for their shoes. And mm. the truth is they're not. You know what? You're just a fucking YouTube host and that's it. You're just a yes. podcast host. trying to demean it, but you're not this big, huge, you know, celebrity that commands all this respect and power. So don't yeah. act that way. Yeah, the influencers, the, the influencers. Yeah, influencers. They do, they, yeah, they think that they're hot shit. A lot yeah. of them do. Somebody as big as, as Beyonce, Enrique Iglesias, or Bill Clinton can be down and, and polite and respectful, then so should you. Yeah. Word. <laughs> I feel like I should play some like little music right there. That's the thing that I like about radio is like the interjections of like sound bites and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Mark, it's been so great getting to know you. I know we just met recently, but I'm looking forward to working with you some more. And, I am uh, too. Yeah. And you're very inspiring. And I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story. Everybody out there listening, uh, please go and subscribe to his podcast, the Mark Corona podcast. I'm going to put a, a link to it in the show notes. MarkCorona.com is his website. And, uh, you know, he's available for all types of hosting gigs. He doesn't just do his podcast. So he's a multi-talented man. And I encourage you to check him out. Mark, I'm looking forward to chatting with you again soon. And I'm sure we will, Michelle. Thank you so much. And, and so do I. And uh, just got to say one last thing. Love your show. Oh, thank you. Gra muchas gracias. Hasta <laughs> luego. Muchas gracias. Hasta luego. Peace out. <laughs> 
Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.